How much responsibility do women have to keep their husbands from straying? <laughs> so, let's look up the definition ahead. of stray. Okay, so one definition is a domestic animal that is wandering at large or is lost. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making What's me better. What's up, everybody? This is Marriage at Gogotha, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. And just like that, we're back. I'm hey. Felicia, and I am here with my boo, hubby, dubby, loving, chocolate, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. Boo thing. Wayne, how you doing, boo? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> why is, why you know is, I got to be extra. Why does it seem like it's getting longer every time you do that? I mean, you just like keep giving me more and more, so I just keep adding on to, you know, who you are to me. I love you, boo. I love you too. Just, extra is right. Yeah. That should be your middle name, I feel like. Um, extra. That's not nice. I can call myself extra, but you don't get to call me extra, babe. Why not? That's not, no, you don't get to do that. I'm sorry, no. I don't get that. Is this some unwritten rule? It is. It, it is. You don't get to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that might need to be another topic. But anywho, uh, back to uh, Marriage at Gogotha. Let's get back to this podcast, this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. You need to call me all that and I can't call you one thing? <laughs> not one thing. I mean, you can call me something nice, something that I like, something that I'm going to respond to. I'm not going to respond to Felicia Extra Pen. No, no, not going to respond to that. Why not? It's so natural. You want to sleep with me tonight? Excuse me, you guys, while we get a little personal. You want to sleep with me tonight? Why are you so mean? I'm just saying. You going to call me extra. Okay. I don't want to sleep on the couch. Okay, good. So. Shout out, shout out to Vaughn and Joni. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sleep yes. on the couch. Oh, this is going to be so good. Uh, I'm really loving this topic that we have today. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yes, very, very interesting. So hope you guys are doing good. We are excited to be back with another episode. We know it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, we've just been doing our thing, living life. Wayne is in seminary now. Yes. How's that going for you, babe? Man, it's ramping up, man. It's ramping up. I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I, I always say it's one of those things where I'm interested in the subject material being presented in class, so there's mm-hmm. not really a danger of me falling asleep. But the classwork is picking up. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get to the point to where I need to worry about midterms and papers and final exams and stuff. This mess has flown by, but yeah, it's dope. I, I love it. Well, I, I got your back. Thank I'm you. here. I know it's going to be a challenge. But your wife is here for you, baby. So you gonna help me write these papers? Nah, I ain't doing that. I'll pray for you now. I got you on that one, but I ain't doing no papers. You know that. Mm-mm. I'll read one. You know, I'll critique it a little bit, but I'm not writing any papers. Anywho, so what we talking about today? What we're talking about is um, it's a bit controversial. Um, so there was a, a pastor who. And it was uh, some weeks ago, but I still thought it would be an interesting topic to bring up. Um, a pastor got in the pulpit and basically talked about the importance of a woman preventing her husband from straying by maintaining her outward appearance. And I'm putting it nicely. Okay. Because he, he said some stuff that was just outright. Grimy. Yeah. Like it was bad. It really was. Um, bad. 
I think that's an understatement. It, it was. It was. I'm, again, I'm trying to be nice and diplomatic, but it was it was trashy. It really was. He, he yeah. And yeah. It, it really bothered me in particular that, you know, he felt that freedom to make those kind of comments towards women from the pulpit. And this was a pastor. This was a pastor. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Much prayer. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I thought it would be good for us to, you know, chop it up about because... Um, Feel like you and I both have some strong feelings regarding stuff like this. Yeah, I definitely have some strong feelings. I, you sent me the link, and I read the article, and I'm just kind of looking in the sky, like, oh, really? <laughs> looking in the some sky. Some nerve, some nerve. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Like, I'm looking at Jesus, like, God, mm. you gonna you gonna get him? Like, mm. oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And I don't, I don't, I don't want this to come across as like you know a slam or a bash, but I mean we we gotta hold each other accountable for stuff like this. Like I'd want somebody to hold me accountable if I came off incorrect in the pulpit or even yeah just in general conversation. I'd want somebody to have permission to speak the truth in love, as it says in Ephesians. And yeah, yeah. So more so, I guess you know we don't want to have this topic of discussion where we're bashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pastor of course we're praying for him we are we are in the congregation um, yeah yeah, in the congregation but but these comments were trash yeah (laughs) (laughs) they were so we kind of just want to talk about some things that were said and Mm -hmm. you know how did we i guess get here yeah 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 That, that is an important question it is yeah yeah so on that note um i kind of got a question for you you got a question for me? I do. I do. I kind of want to flip it a little bit. Because um, you're, you're normally the one. Oh, you're putting me in the hot seat today, huh? J- just a little bit. You know, it's cool. I got you. Because I can't call you extra. But um, what role has the church played in this type of thinking? This type of thinking that, you know, women have to be the one to keep their men from straying. Like, you know, what, what, what role has the church played in that, in your opinion? Huh. What role has the church played, I guess... As far as the church's responsibility, is that what you're talking about? Well, the, the, the type of thinking where women are the ones responsible for the men cheating, basically. Like, how, how has the church contributed to that? Has the church contributed to that line, <clears throat> line of thinking at all? Well, I, I definitely think yes. <laughs> um, of course, you know, some people would probably want to say no. Every individual is responsible for their own mindset and their own way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I would agree wow, with that. that is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> the church is supposed to be a community, right? Sure. And we're supposed to be holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to be, you know, sharpening each other. We're supposed to, you know, encourage each other when we're doing great things. Mm-hmm. And we're also supposed to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, confront each other when we're doing things mm-hmm. that, you know, go contrary to the word of God. That's it. Um, and I think that, uh, the church has really played a role in this, it's in the aspect of accountability and no accountability. Sometimes when we start looking at things like this in the comments, um, you know, that are made, like I said, I read the article and, um, saw a little bit of the video of things that were said and just was kind of appalled like really it's it's hard to stomach um it's it's just i don't know i guess my mind kind of goes back to um to proverbs uh 18 
um, where scripture, where it talks about, you know, where <clears throat> uh, he who finds a wife, you oh, know, yeah. finds a good, a good yeah. thing. <laughs> you know, we hear that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. You know, I, I think especially with single women, of course, you know, they hear it a lot more often. They do. Um, but I think when it comes to the church playing a role, so, you know, as, as women, you, you hear that all the time, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And just looking, um, at those first few words, he who finds. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when it comes to women, it's like, okay. Um, and of course I'm married now, but I'm thinking back to when I was single, mm-hmm. And then even I hear it now in, in churches, um, you know, in the singles ministry, things like that. It's all about being found. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. is just emphasized just so hard. And just it's about, you know, let him find he's going to find you. He's going to find you. He's going to find you. Right. And that's like beat into, you know, our heads as women into our hearts as women i am preparing myself to be found Mm -hmm. and so when we are found now there's this um idea this concept that i have to do everything that i possibly can do to be kept Mm. now that he has found me Mm. and it's like i I think a lot of times women you know we Um, And I'm not shifting, of course, the blame on women, but I think that what happens is that we get to a place where we don't realize our value. That's good. And we sometimes um, allow this type of thinking to, um, to, I guess, kind of um, give us this idea of how we should be treated. Right. And it's a false yeah you know idea it's a false concept and we settle and say you know i have to do everything Mm -hmm. that i can possibly do um to be kept because he's found me Mm -hmm. i've been found you know that's the thing that you know i've been waiting on is to be found Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now i'm a wife so i have to do everything that i possibly can to make sure that my husband does not look at another woman does not Mm -hmm. lust does um you know um he's not tempted i have to make sure that i look the part Mm -hmm. fit the part all of the labels that the world and that the church says that um i'm supposed to have on me as a christian woman quote Mm -hmm. unquote um now i'm trying to stay into this character this false narrative Mm -hmm. that you know this is the way I have to look. This is, you know, the way that I have to be. Mm-hmm. And the church really doesn't do a good job with correcting that. Yeah. Because again, that scripture and so many others are abused and taken out of context. And taken out of context. Yep. You know, so so I think when it comes to the church's role and how they've, you know, played a part in this type of thinking is that they just the church really has to do better Mm -hmm. um, with holding men accountable and even women in their teaching. Um, When you look at how um, older women teach younger women. Yeah. A lot of times it's about, you know, you got to make sure you do this for your husband. You Mm got to make sure you do that for you, you know. Yeah. And 
I'm not saying that I don't need to be taught. Sure. Um, because I I was given a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first became a wife in, in, in some good teaching, but a lot of it was all about me doing everything that I possibly could to mm-hmm. please you. Right. And not really and, and I think losing my self identity and not focusing on really who, you know, God created me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know I've kind of said a lot with that, but that oh, just kind of triggered some things. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's just, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I just really wish and just hope that the, the church would really get an understanding of what that scripture is really supposed to, to mean. It's not about me just sitting there waiting a woman sitting waiting right. um to be found and then just giving up herself completely exactly you know just to be married mm-hmm. right and i think that's what happens in a lot of marriages when you just you're just married mm-hmm. you're just married and that's seen as more or less the the, the ultimate accomplishment you know that you know hey you were good enough for a man to find you mm-hmm. right and i mean the Okay, going going back to the whole scriptural context thing, um, that script is taken out of context. I mean, most of the language in the Bible is patriarchal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it, you could read that as saying, you know, he a man defines a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the language is patriarchal. Yeah. So it, it's not like, you know, the Bible is not saying that, you know, a woman finding a husband mm-hmm. is necessarily a bad, bad thing. thing. Exactly. You know, it, it's people often use it to, to make this absolute, you know, doctrine about how women are supposed to act in relationship to their husbands, even though it's only one verse. There's there's mm-hmm. no framework, you know, that's being built here oh, yeah. to say, you know, hey, this is how women are to act when it comes to dating. This is how women are to act as it relates to, you know, them being wives or being mm-hmm. potentially wifey material. Um, we we a lot of churches have built the whole entire framework at church culture off of a bad interpretation of the scripture. I mean, contextually, it's 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 in a book of Proverbs. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a wisdom book. It's mm-hmm. more or less, you know, uh, not so much uh, prescriptive as it is descriptive yeah. in a lot of ways. So um, it's just interesting that, you know, a whole framework has been built on a misinterpretation of scripture. And as a result, a lot of church culture more or less just teaches, hey, you know, women, you need to make yourselves presentable mm-hmm. so that, you know, a man can come along and, you know, find you. And there, there's there's no onus really put on the man as exactly. much, you know, that, hey, he he needs to be, you need to have his ducks in a row as well, you know, because why does she need to fix herself up so much when, you know, he's coming and he's not really bringing anything to the table. And there, there there's, I don't, I don't want people to hear us saying this and and basically advocating that you know well, a woman needs to go chasing a man. That's yeah, not what I'm saying. Yeah, what, yeah. what I'm saying is that the the idea that a woman is just supposed to stay you know passive and be this object and this trophy for a man to somehow just find and you know basically your job is to just be a good thing, thing object yeah. that a man is supposed to find. It gives a improper representation of the value of women, as exactly. if you know women are not equally valuable in God's sight as men are um so yeah it's it's problematic and the church to your point I think in terms of the role that we've played in this and I say we you know this is not a church bash either we are a part of the church yes let let, let me let's make that clear (laughs) um 
But I feel like the role that we've played, like you said, is a lack of accountability in the sense that we've not given women the proper opportunity to actually hold men accountable. Yeah. We, we've always said in a lot of ways that, you know, oh, you're being rebellious, you're being disobedient, you're not being submissive. And there is some of that out there, mm-hmm. sure. But women have a voice that needs to be heard. And I feel like nowadays it needs to be heard a lot more. And we need to be, we need to be a little bit more open to how the church has really kind of framed the dynamic of male-female relationships. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been in the best interest of women for yeah. a long time. And I think that goes back to... Um to conversations you Mm -hmm. know I think that this is a conversation that we probably don't have enough in the body of Christ we don't talk about the myths just the things that are said that go contrary to biblical principle right Right. Um, and then some things that are just said that are just stupid you know Um, (laughs) like (laughs) You, you know, taking a stand and saying, no, that's that's wrong mm-hmm. or what you've been taught because you mentioned culture a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. And a lot of times it is culture. Well, it this is. is the way my daddy taught me. This right. is the way my mom taught me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm supposed to, you know, make sure I got dinner on the stove. I got all the clothes washed. I got but I'm yeah. I'm working a eight to five or you know just as well i'm just as tired as right right, as you are you know um and and again not not disparaging the homemaker you know we 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 celebrate women that are at Mm -hmm. home and staying at home moms that that, that's a job in and of itself i think that's underappreciated yeah it's just the homemaker versus the career woman should not be pitted against each other other, exactly as if one is better than the other exactly yeah but i I, it goes back to just you know having that conversation and men and be willing yeah um to listen yes um as well i think that that's that's really important to do a lot more listening yeah so let me ask you another question oh gosh (laughs) you're not liking this are you go ahead (laughs) how much responsibility do women have to keep their husbands from strain quote quote strain how much responsibility do we have yeah yeah what you got to do babe to keep me from strain yeah okay so <laughs> let's let's look up Uh-oh. the word when it comes to you. Oh Lord, you about to put webs in this? Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, we're just <laughs> forever learning, right? Uh-huh. That's what we're doing. We're we're learning. Oh my gosh. Um. So, <laughs> so answer, let's look up the definition ahead. of stray. Okay. Okay. Uh. So. Um, we're looking at Webster. Okay, so one definition is a domestic animal that is wandering at large or is lost. I don't think no comment there. I'm just going to let that speak for itself. A person or thing that strays. Okay. Okay. Um, and then when you're using it, <clears throat> okay, as a verb uh-huh. to wander from company restraint or proper limits this is to stray okay um to roam about without fixed direction or purpose mm-hmm. i like that one to move um in a winding course right to move without conscious or intentional effort to become distracted from an argument or a train of thought um and again to wander accidentally from a fixed or chosen route uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so strain, what responsibility do we have uh, as wives to keep 
our husbands from straying? <laughs> I would say none. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why I say that. And some people are probably going to disagree with me. Uh-huh. Number one, I- I'm going to give you the biblical answer first before I give you Felicia. So oh, <clears throat> um, the Bible says, okay, husbands um, are to love. And look, we're talking about Ephesians, Ephesians um, mm-hmm. chapter five mm-hmm. in, in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, husbands, love your wives as, as Christ loved the church. Yep. And um, so much that he gave it. Yes, yep. it's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> husbands, love your wives as Christ um, loved the church um, so much that he gave himself yes. for it. Mm-hmm. Christ gave himself right. for the church, uh-huh. right? Yeah, okay. He did. So he instructed husbands to love their wives mm-hmm. just as he loves the church. So yeah. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Would you give your life for me? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's how much you love me. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you love me that much, so much that you would give your life for me, why do I have the responsibility to ensure, and I know that you don't have this way of thinking. No, but it's a good but question to ask, though. Mm-hmm. Why do I have the responsibility to keep you from quote unquote straying? Right. Because you love me so much mm-hmm. that you would give your life for me. There's no need for that. Yeah. You know, because if you, if you're willing to die for me, then I shouldn't. I shouldn't. That should be the last thing on my mind is worrying about you that's a fair point straying that's a fair point um and what was that one definition that i really liked talk about the, talk <laughs> about the domestic animal. no not that one <laughs> but um to wander from company restraint or proper limits you mm-hmm. know and this is would be my secular felicia answer is that within marriage we have restraint mm-hmm. um you know, there are limits yeah. and, you know, um, we have a commitment to be faithful, um, to each other, to love each other, um, to death do us part, yeah. you know, those vows that we made. So that's not a secular answer, but go ahead. But yeah, you know, but I got it's you. the Felicia, I got Felicia yeah. answer. I got you. Um, cause some people are going to want, of course, b- the biblical, what does the word sure. say? And I get that. You, you, yeah, and you gave it. Um, so, so, credit, so yeah. you know, I don't feel like women should because if, if that's the case now i'm taking ownership right of your mm-hmm. errors yep. your sin right. your faults right. you know if i say i've got to do everything that i can to make sure that my husband doesn't cheat on me right that responsibility is on you because yes. you would be or whoever whether it's the female or the or the male mm-hmm. you know that responsibility is on that individual that's taking the action. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, it goes back to accountability. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, we have to take responsibility for our actions. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, people project. <laughs> right. You know, we project um, our faults, our insecurities on someone else because we don't want to be held accountable um, for our actions. We don't want to you know take that accountability you know even for ourselves right. we don't want to hold ourselves accountable and say you know what i screwed up or yeah you know this is on me this is on me yeah this, is, this is my sin this is this is my issue as a man 
Um, and I, I feel like that's that's incredibly unfair to women because look, women got their own sin and issues that they need to be dealing with. Yeah, they don't need to take on the burden of the husband's mm-hmm. you know sin and issues. Look, y'all y'all got your own repenting to do. So I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 unfair, and it's I, I think it's just so misinformed because, like you said, it's it's clear that the role of a husband is to sacrificially love his wife like Christ mm-hmm. loved the church. That doesn't mean that the husband will never mess up. Yeah. But it also means that when he does, he takes the onus and mm-hmm. responsibility as opposed to saying, you know, well, I, I went out and cheated with my secretary because my wife didn't look good enough for me anymore. Or oh, she yeah. Or weight control yeah. problem or exactly. this and that. You know, that kind of stuff that puts just this, these foolish, unnecessary weights on women who are already dealing with a number of weights mm-hmm. that have been inflicted on them by men as it is. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, it, it, you, you, you know, I've told you, you know, that, you know, one of the things that gets my blood boiling is when a man disrespects a woman mm-hmm. and, and don't, don't hear us again. This is not, this is not a man bashing session, nor is this a church bashing session, nor is this a pastor bashing session. This is just being real, open it up front. I hate it <laughs> with a passion mm-hmm. when men disrespect women and it really gets on my nerves when we don't take responsibility for our actions. And yeah. we say to women, basically, in order for me to value you for the image bearer that you are, you have to do something in order to keep me from devaluing you. Mm-hmm. That is not fair. Yeah. <laughs> nor is it biblical, nor is it even rational or logical. It, it, it just, it, yeah. I, yeah, I can go on a rant, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> we probably could yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've, you know, heard the, you know, um, and I've probably been guilty of it myself, but uh, the whole idea that, okay, well, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you um, keep your weight down yeah. and, you yeah. know, you still continue to look attractive because mm-hmm. you don't want nobody to steal your man. Right. And if you don't do this, uh-huh. then, you know... Uh, what you don't do then somebody, somebody else is else gonna, gonna do, do. Right. you know we we really push that agenda we we, we really we really do we push that and what happens is that it becomes like this moral compass for some people like that's what that's they feel like it's okay because mm-hmm. this is what the world says you know that okay my wife is not doing so and so and so um, so I can, it's okay for me to go out there and, yeah. you know, yeah. have an affair or, um, mm-hmm. you know, but have conversations with other women and, you know, th- um, things like that and vice versa. But see, that's what's so troubling about this, particularly mm-hmm. this instance is you, you said it, it's a worldly concept. Yeah. Yeah. Why is a minister of the gospel mm-hmm. getting up in a pulpit? And perpetrating a worldly concept, we're, we're, we're supposed to be different, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you know. So I think we need to kind of. So I did. I did read um, the article. Mm-hmm. There is an article. You guys can probably Google it. But I think we can. Can we play just yeah, just a snippet of it? I don't want to play too much of it because you know. Gotcha. We both already a little bit, you know. <laughs> I might hit you with a book or something, right? <laughs> this is not me, honey. Keep that in mind. Okay. Then I want you to know a need that a man has that he won't ever tell you about, but since I'm the preacher man, I'll say it. Your man needs an attractive wife. Well, anybody else thinks about Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Your man needs, a, needs an attractive 
wife. The hockey player said, he said, I married a trophy wife, but now she looks like the Stanley Cup. You see what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. All right? That's what I'm talking about. And, and ladies here, here's the thing you need to know about men. Don't give him a reason to be like this distracted boyfriend. Do you hear me? Don't give him a reason to be looking around. Hello? Don't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Um, troubling. Uh, again, I didn't want to play too much of it because, you know... Fee's already feeling some kind of way. I'm already feeling some kind of way, and we, we don't we don't want to come across again as you know angry and just trying to. But th this is troublesome. Yeah. This is really really troubling, and it's even more troubling to hear the laughter in the background. Mm -hmm. That that really, you know. But for him to make you know such a flippant comment like bringing up a hockey player, comparing his wife to a, a Stanley Cup. Yeah. As opposed to a trophy and then showing uh, a graphic of a Stanley Cup, which if you don't know what the Stanley Cup is, it, it's not the most attractively shaped, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's implying, you know, well, my, my wife is supposed to be a certain type of trophy, you know, curvy. I guess if you want to use the typical, you know, mm -hmm. good examples, quote, yeah. quote, of the figure of a woman. It's not going to be a Stanley Cup. And for this pastor to do this and then give this visual and basically say this is a standard that women need to uphold in order for their man not to be distracted and not to stray. Yeah, and I'm my, like, my question just for him would be, one of my questions anyway, would be what about women who are considered to be some of the most beautiful women in the world mm -hmm. that still get cheated on? Right. You know, repeatedly, repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. Like, I mean, how do you explain that? Yeah. You know, if you're saying, okay, if I don't let myself go or, mm -hmm. if, you know, I don't gain weight, if I look the part that's going to, you know, keep my husband's eyes from straying or it, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it, it really is. And it, it, it just, yeah. That, that, that's just troubling. Um, like we said in the beginning, we're praying for this brother and for this congregation because it's ridiculous. Um, so the church, to their credit, did take some action. Um, they did. They, they, they basically put the pastoral in a definite leave of absence. I think that was good. That was... I was about to ask you your thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah. They made the right choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how it was thrusted into the limelight because it did make like national news oh yeah um of course you have cameras social media yeah, every, it's, it's everywhere it's so i don't know if they were really like forced um to respond due to that or if they really mm, that's a good point um you know but yeah overall i think yeah that he needed to um and i think it's they stated in the article i don't want to give too much because you guys might want to go check it out but yes. that you know, he was supposed to be getting some counseling and things like that, which mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. But yeah, as far as their response, you know, they're holding him accountable. Yeah. Um, for what he said. So yeah, I think that that that's how, you know, the church um, should respond. Um, you know, I'm just also thinking about the women in that yeah. congregation, and I don't know how many you know times this individual, you know, had made comments like this. I mean. 
I don't think it's the, the first culture time. that it, it's for him probably to, created yeah. within that body. You're like, I just don't understand that. For him to feel that comfortable, you know, saying that from the pulpit makes me think that that's not the first time he said those kind of things. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I mean, that's just the way it comes across. And, you know, like you said, I, I think it is important that the church held him accountable. I do think, though, that it's somewhat telling. And again, I, I'm, I'm making assumptions, mm-hmm. but it does seem like they reacted based on the bad press that it got. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm glad they took action. But your, your intention of why you took action, it, was it driven by the fact that, you know, y'all look bad? Or was it driven by the fact that, you know, hey, this pastor was legitimately wrong? I pray it was the latter. Yeah, I we, really we, do. we do. But I, I yeah. just think that, you know, the body of Christ definitely needs to address mm-hmm. how men of the faith are supposed yes. to treat their wives. We hear all the time, you know, um, again, about how women as Christians are supposed to love their husbands and Mm -hmm. treat their husbands and and just so yeah Yeah. of course all the time we hear that Mm -hmm. um you know uh wives submitting to your husband wives submitting to your husbands and they never want to emphasize the scripture above that yeah Yeah. (laughs) submitting to one another but um i i just think that it's really important you know for it to be emphasized as how men of faith should be treating their wives yeah no doubt it does need to be and i i feel like in a lot of ways, the fact that it's been underemphasized has perpetuated the myth. And I, I use the word myth mm-hmm. very strongly. It's perpetuated the myth that wives or women in general are responsible for men's behavior mm-hmm. in this regard. Yeah. yeah. You, you as a woman are responsible for this man cheating on you, betraying you, committing adultery, et cetera, et cetera, you know. It's it, it's it's a myth, and unfortunately, it's a myth that people generally buy into. I, I remember, you remember uh, some years ago when the uh, the owner of the, the LA Clippers, the former owner, mm-hmm. had, had uh, gotten yeah. you know fired yeah. because of some racist comments or whatever. Yeah. And everybody and their brother just blew up about the racist comments, and it was mm-hmm. clearly wrong. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you know he lost his job, but the way that the racist comments came to the limelight was via his mistress gotcha and then i'm like there's a part of me that's like yeah we do need to talk about the racism but we're not gonna bring up the fact that this dude was cheating, cheating on his, his wife. wife yeah yeah like it's just just it's just this assumed normative thing that oh well yeah he's a rich billionaire like like yeah it's culture like it's yeah, okay you know yeah. like this happens all this the happens time all the you time. know like of course he has a mistress right. like you and know I'm, I'm just i'm just like that that's literally the culture that we're mm-hmm. in right now and sadly the church in a lot of ways is is not counterintuitive to this thinking in the mm-hmm. culture when it's supposed to be like we're supposed to be a counter movement to this not yeah. you know intentionally or literally buying into it via our sermons yeah. this, this is why this troubles me so much mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous man this the last place that this myth needs to be perpetuated from is the pulpit oh it yeah it makes zero sense to me it, it really does. Yeah, and, so. you know, just looking like at some of the comments, um, you know, that that he was making some of the statements. Yeah. It was just yeah. 
it's crazy. Yeah, there were others, y'all. It's it's a long like, sermon. It was uh, a comment like, "Ladies, this is the way God made us. It's the way we are. Men are gonna look. Mm-hmm. He made us to look. Um, you know, you want them to be looking at you. Don't let yourself go. You know. Um, okay, it's it's just." It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, it really does not make any sense. It doesn't. You're, you're taking, I, I will agree that men are more visual creatures, but that also means that we as men need to be accountable for what we're looking at ourselves, not yes. putting the onus on women mm-hmm. to say, hey, as a result of the way God made men, you then need to be the ones to basically guard the men's eyes. Like, no, that's. Or not, not even guard a men's eyes, but mm-hmm. make sure that you're appealing enough yes. to where a man will, you know. And we we have a tendency in our, our culture to, you know, overcorrect or course correct. Mm-hmm. Women, please don't hear me say that. Because there, 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 there's the other extreme yeah. where women have no freedom to express themselves physically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they basically have to wear stuff, you know, two, three sizes too big. Yeah. To the point to where, you know, they they themselves feel like they're unflattering. It's not even about how a man feels about yeah. you. You don't even feel pretty yourself. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't like that over course correction. You know, I feel like there is there's something there's there's a happy medium where both men and women can be accountable and, and not be detrimental to one another. You know, men, contrary to what the culture is perpetrating, and even contrary to what this brother felt the need to say from the pulpit. There's something called self-control. Oh yeah, that we can exercise mm-hmm. <laughs> as a way to honor women who are image bearers, who are equal in value to us, and not just honoring, you know, women, but honoring God. If you call yourself, yes, agreed. Um, a you man know, of faith. a man of faith, That's a man it. of God. If you if you're putting that label on yourself, then you need to be able to, you know hold up to it yeah exactly. you know but just i i just really wanted to talk about this because you know a lot of times i see in the church where uh women are you know to be silent we've gotten more of a voice of mm. course over i think the past decade or so but yeah. there was a time when you know women were to be seen and not heard mm. almost like children um yeah. and you were there just to look pretty mm-hmm. um when it comes to you know some um, women who uh, their husband is a pastor or a minister, you know, this the, the label of the first lady or the minister's wife, and you're just that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. no one cares about um, how you are mm-hmm. <laughs> doing as an individual. Um, you know, um, some of the things that you may aspire to achieve or to be, but um, all the focus is on the husband yeah and you're there just as a a trophy like he said a trophy a a trophy wife or just you know there to look pretty Mm -hmm. but just recognizing i think that you know i'm more than just a pretty wife right (laughs) you know my husband may call me beautiful he may call me pretty Mm -hmm. but um that does not define um you know who i am even though i am wayne's wife Mm-hmm. Me being your wife does not define me. Oh, yeah. you're you know still, you're, who you're, I am. You're still Felicia. I'm still Felicia. Right. I'm mm-hmm. still who God has created me to be. There's mm-hmm. so much more. Uh, me being your wife is just, you know, icing on the cake it to is. me. It is. Um, yeah. When I look at the life that God has given me. Right. So, right. yeah, but this is a really good conversation. I think it probably can 
um, definitely continue. Look, we'd love to have some too. ladies on, um, you know, yeah. to talk more about this and yeah, get, yeah, dig yeah. deep into it. That's so I think we just kind of touched the surface on today. If, if you guys want to definitely go and um, maybe check out the article, maybe we can drop it. Yeah, I'll probably put um, it on the show notes. In the link on the website. Mm. But yeah. But this has been great. Thanks, babe. I hope I didn't. Um, you didn't feel like I was taking your head off. In no, the you beginning. weren't. You weren't. You, you were. You were gracious. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little, you know, touchy. You did it put is, me in the hot seat tonight, it but it's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but this has been really great. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Signing off, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Coke Author. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. The site is marriageatgogotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A.com. That's probably the easiest way to listen. We have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist and you can go down the episodes however you want, listening to each episode there. We're also set up on iTunes for our Apple users. For our Android users, we will not hold that against you. We are on Google Podcasts and uh, for anybody, you can check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. There are a few other casting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is M at G, that's M A T G underscore podcast. You have a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we, we really believe God's given us something to say and we really just like the conversations. That's right. So please remember to keep it real, keep it live, keep Christ in your marriage. A to the man. I'm over easy. Life was tough, pray that Jehovah gives you. You can stay yeah. on me.